going on, everybody? DeVore and Shake Money. Uh, G Money is running a little bit behind schedule. This is the Not For Debate podcast. We are live on YouTube and Facebook. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major platforms. Today, we are joined by our Dallas Cowboys representative, Joe Machado. What's going on, man? What's going on with you? How glad, you going? glad to have you back on such an epic episode of Not For Debate. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, I did want to put out a special shout out because today is our co-host Banks of America's birthday. Hopefully he can bless up, bless us with his presence after he's doing whatever he is doing. Uh, but for, 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 for Banks' birthday, everybody hit that like button. Uh, don't matter if it's on Facebook, don't matter if it's on YouTube, but everybody go ahead and hit that like button for, for Banks for his birthday. Um, Ben, shake, excuse me. I was about to say Banks. You good, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, so you I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm put out. You won't see my ugly face till Saturday. Okay, I'm gonna put out. I'm gonna put out a a warm up debate real fast. Um, I know Shake, you and excuse me, Havoc have probably referenced coming to America quite a few times over the, over the course of the podcast that we have had. Um, three movies came out over the past two weeks. You have the Tom and Jerry movie, the Coming to America 2 movie, and Judas and the Black Messiah movie. Uh, Joe and Shake, have you guys watched all three of those movies? No, I have, I have not seen none of them. You haven't seen none of them? Oh, no. man. Uh, Shake, what about you? I know you said you saw Coming to America 2, but, but you didn't see Judas and the Black Messiah? No. I never oh. heard of it until you guys were oh. talking about it. Oh my gosh. I finally <laughs> watched it. I finally watched it yesterday for the first time. That movie was it's 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 freaking amazing. Like me personally, when it comes down to like black history and we're just gonna put the microscope over the Black Panthers, to be honest with you, my knowledge as far as the Black Panthers are concerned is like extremely minimum. So really wasn't very educated on, on, on the Black Panthers, but I, I give the movie two thumbs up. But considering the fact that you actually did watch Coming to America 2, let me let me hear your opinion on Coming to America 2 without exactly well, putting first, out any spoilers. First of all, let me give you let me give you my uh my knowledge of the Black Panthers. Okay. If you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, they were a group that didn't come around because they wanted to uh, be a, a black supremacy group like how everybody else was doing. They became around out of necessity out uh, because the police brutality was getting so out of hand that they had to, they had a form because uh, nobody was defending the black people, black people at that time. So they became one of those, they kind of like, and they also policed themselves as well, you know what I mean? So it, it, it was a very positive group that, unfortunately, because of the media, um, has been spin, spin off to make people think it was a black supremacy group, what it isn't, which I think it was to me a black police, uh, in my opinion. That's how I, that's what my knowledge was of the Black Panthers. That's a pretty fair assessment of the Black Panthers. Uh, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with that, to be completely honest with you. I will probably say more of like the 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 Robin Hood for the black community, if you if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But they didn't rob. They they were protecting. They made sure yes, protecting, they weren't yes. trying to they weren't trying to take nothing. They were just they just wanted their equal rights. Yes, exactly. Uh, at Robin Hood without the stealing part and giving back to the poor, but looking out for fellow blacks in, in the community, trying to get them to support the cause as far as fighting for equality for blacks around the United States in a sense. So yeah. Coming to America and, and, too. And one, oh go and one, on and one last point is one last point is um 
it, it got so uh, powerful that even um, James Brown cut his perm and, and grew an afro around that time. Really? That's how, that's how powerful it was, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But, I didn't even know that. But coming to America, um, <laughs> I, 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 I saw it for what it was worth, okay? Um, I don't care what kind of, uh, who wrote it or how you wrote it. Uh, it was too late to try to make something that was going to be, uh, make sense or comparable. This, I don't think was trying to make sense. It was just trying to be funny. Uh, it, 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 it was to me, it was a, a nostalgia film to anybody who grew up in the eighties and the nineties and it, it brought in a new flair, kind of like. Uh, Batman Morales, if you if you know what I mean, something for the old and the new. That's how I took it. That, that's a fair assessment. Because uh, I was I was just looking at some of the people in 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 the comment section, whether it be Facebook or Twitter, just reviewing the movie. A lot of people were not very happy with with the movie as far as the hype. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I understand what the message is in the movie. I feel like that was very, very pivotal, especially the day and age that we that we're living in right now. Especially now that we're 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 trying to get women more involved in 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 sports, sports media, and in sports. Excuse me, as far as coaching is concerned. So I felt like Black Panther two came out at the right time. Now. Like the the acting list was was phenomenal. Like you saw Wesley Snipes in there. You saw Rick Ross in there. You saw um, who's the comedian? Man, what's that comedian's name? Which Michael one? Blackson. Michael um, Blackson. Excuse me, Michael Blackson. Hmm. Yeah, Michael Blackson's in there. Um, Tiana Taylor's in there. Like you had you brought back oh. a lot of a lot of uh, old old actors and actresses from the first coming to America movie. So me personally, I'm, 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 Oh yes. Trevor Noah was in there too, as well. He was the, uh, Oh, excuse me. I, I, I'm spoiling it for other people, but Trevor Noah, yes, Trevor Noah was in there. But as far as the movie, as far as reviewing it in general, I'm kind of like in the middle as far as in in a, a neutral ground when it comes to if I liked it or not, I'm just like, uh, look, it's it was coming to America. I wasn't really hype about the movie coming out. I enjoyed the first movie, but at the same time, really, what are we expecting from a second movie? You know, you know what I'm saying? What, what what can you really expect to like you know blow blow the audience away? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just that's just my take on, on on Black Panther too. But I saw all three of the movies. To be honest with you, if I was to judge all three of them, I think Judas and the Black Messiah that that movie's a classic. I think that movie. I think that movie is definitely going to be in the running uh, to to win. Excuse me, the the actor that played the main character. Man, I cannot remember his name. I just had it up on my screen. He's the, definitely going to be the British guy or the American guy. The British guy. Well, what's his name? Um, Dan Daniel something. It's Kamu or something like that. It's like, it's like, yeah. It's uh. By the way, welcome G Money into the pod. Um, I'm gonna Google it up right now. Uh, man, what is his name? Is Daniel Kaluya? That's his name, Daniel Kaluya. Now, over the over the past five years, he's been putting out some pretty good classic movies. Like I believe his his main hit was probably. Well, we'll, we'll put him on on the stage. Was probably, I want to say, Get Out in 2017 was his was his main movie that that put him yeah. that put him in that audience. And then he started putting out some pretty good performances after that, especially like those. those There's a movie of him and um him and um the British guy and and the the black lady from that show. What's the name of that movie? Um, Viola Davis, and mm-hmm. what's what's his name? The, the guy from Taken. He was in that movie too. He had a small role, but it was a Liam good Neeson. Role. 
Yeah, Liam Neeson. That's his name. Yeah, got the name of that movie. Okay, so like just him just putting out strong black roles over the past five or six years, like he's been in the running for Academy Award. And I think if he hasn't won one already off the top of my knowledge, I can't think if he did or not, this, this might be one of his best performances. Cause I've sat down and I've watched pretty much all the movies that he's been in over the past five, five or six years. By the way, what's going on? G hey, uh, what's up, man? G -Money, what's How you doing, bro? All right, all right. By the way, he's a Philly fan. G Money is so. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's gonna have to sit back. Gonna have to sit back in uh in the spectator seat this year. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into get into the main topic of discussion over the past three to two or three days, right? Before you do that, I just want to say I have an analogy with coming to America. My expectations, my expectations for coming to America was like having lunch with a friend that I haven't seen since middle school. You know what I mean? I, I was I expected to be nice, but I wasn't going to be like, oh, me, crap, damn, we should do this again. No, you know what I mean? So it's just like, like I said, it's just a nostalgic factor. So you don't think there should be a coming to America 3? Uh, I, I, I was, I, I watched it, but it's just like part two. Um, I wasn't expecting it to happen. You know, and I think maybe they waited too long to do the second movie. I agree. I agree with that. I definitely agree. It's like Dumb and Dumber 2. Was it Dumb and Dumber 2 like a, a prequel? No. Um, I think uh, it was yeah, three But movies. there was another one, Dumb and Dumber, even uh, Dumber or something like that, where the kid had a uh, child or something like that, where the, one of them had a kid. Don't yeah. give me. I don't even think I even watched that one. To be completely honest with you, okay, it, it wasn't worth well, it. it let's wasn't get worth to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. All right. So, the topic of discussion over the past two two days is Dak Prescott getting his contract extension, which, wow, I thought I ended up saving it, which ended up being a four year, hundred and sixty million dollar contract, which does not have a franchise tag or trade clause. Uh, he has two record-breaking record details in this deal, which is $126 million guaranteed and the $66 million in the signing bonus. Now, the, fi the final two years of the contract, which because technically it's a six-year deal, is going to be voided. Is going is void. Now, the contract can also reach up to $164 million based based off of performance. Now, Joe, you're the Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm going to go ahead and add this in here. Uh, if the Dallas Cowboys decide to cut him before June 2023, they can save $31 million in in cap space. In cap space, excuse me. Now, I know a lot of people were extremely upset. Well, mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. But let me go ahead and ask you. G money first since you the Dallas Cowboys fan here. How do you feel about mm -hmm. the contract? Wrong. Joe is a Cowboys fan. Let him go first. Oh, excuse me. I said, I said, I, I thought I said Joe. My bad. Joe, I'm gonna let you go ahead and go first, man. Um, yeah. Um, I'm happy that he got um his money because now we could put it behind us. And um, the bad thing about it, you know, you know, I look at it from a business standpoint and i see how a lot of other organizations are being ran and you know when guys take that money like that you know you kind of take off a lot of things on the table and you know dallas would have to draft well now which they don't really seem to have a problem with drafting but yeah they do yeah they do i'm lying they, have they, they, they did a fairly decent job. They have a pro to me, they have a problem with the secondary. They never find that right guy in the secondary. Like, yeah, it, it's always the secondary. Like, you could find something on the defensive line. They could find something in the linebacking core, you know. And then when it just comes down to the secondary, it's like it's always a flop right there. They've drafted there. They went through free agency there. 
and it just never works. I mean, who was our last good corner? What, Deion Sanders? Uh, what about uh, Anthony Henry or Terrence Newman? <laughs> Let's not talk about Terrence Newman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Anthony Henry, I can't even remember that guy. But, um, um, yeah. And Roy Williams. And Roy, about- uh, Roy Williams. Uh-uh. Byron Jones? Byron Jones. You, you see, we let him go. Obviously, we let him go because of money. But again, I, I, I'm not saying Byron. Now, Byron Jones was a good talent. And because of trying to have to pay Dak and all that other stuff, we had to let something go. And that's going to be our future. You see, we we let people go without even signing Dak. So this is going to be our future for the next few years. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, a lot of people I've heard say they don't want this, but I I think we should trade um, Amari Cooper. I, you know what? I was going to save this a little bit later. Hold that thought, though. Hold, hold that thought. But, G-Money, I'm going to go ahead and let you go next. Okay, so I, I think that for him, I, I'm never against somebody, you know, you know, getting their money. Get paid, get paid. But I, I think that people should take that, not that he's Tom Brady, but take the Tom Brady mode. You know why the reason why Tom Brady wins every year? It's because he takes pay cuts so the team can build around him. Now you you spent all this money on Dak and you can't really do anything else. So yeah, you signed him great, but you're gonna suck next year because you might you have a potential to be bad next year because you didn't add any players to him. You could have signed him to a lesser contract. You could have tagged him, or maybe you could trade him. I I don't know, but I just think that for the Cowboys organization, it, he unintentionally strong like he. It's going to be hard for them to be relevant. Um, yes, they got their quarterback for the future, but can they do anything else? Can they add more pieces to them? Can they, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. So drafting is their best bet, like uh, like Joe said. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want you to I want you to to, to to let this sink in. Next year, Tom Brady is making twenty five million. Let it sink in because t- Tom Brady has been making that for most of his career. <laughs> and then the man has seven championships. You know, I've said this a lot of times to people. The NFL is a copycat league, but for some reason, that's the only place that nobody wants to copy. I mean, when the Dolphins broke out the Wildcat, everybody started doing the Wildcat from, from Little League all the way to the pros. Everybody was doing the Wildcat, you know, mm-hmm. so... So for like, why isn't that strategy like really copied and duplicated like that? Like you have all these guys out here, just money, 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 money. And then all of a sudden you can't win. You're, you're mm. just sitting up there. You're, yeah, you're getting all this money. I get it. But I mean, I guess that's what we're here for. I mean, I hear all the time I'm here to win a Super Bowl, but no, you're not. You're really here to try to get, just get as much money as you can. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is. Because everybody's always looking for the big payday, and every year it's a brand new highest paid something. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. If you got signed by a team, would you take the lowest amount possible to play for that team? Now, see, that's a tricky one because it depends. <laughs> on... <laughs> now, look. <laughs> Let's be honest. We all know nobody's going to take less. We know that. I won't take it. You won't take it. Whatever. At the end of the day. But if you know you're sitting up there, if you're sitting up here six, seven years down the line, and you already done got paid what a couple of times, and now I want to win. So now what? I mean, I think I would take that pay cut. Somewhere down the line, you're going to take a pay cut, whether you got it in the beginning or whether you're going to get it on the back end later on. Somewhere down the line, you're going to take a pay cut. But obviously, if that opportunity is there to get that max See, contract, take it. Do you agree with that? See, and, and, and Prescott's, I think in Prescott's defense, I, I would take it. Like, why would I not take it? You know, like I'm still young. I could still win later. I mean, it's, it's a bad way of thinking you want to win now, but I would take the money if I was him. I just think for the Cowboys, for him, that was great. Take Get the money, but for mm-hmm. the Cowboys, it was not great. Mm-hmm. Now, let me let me, let me me go ahead and break this down to y'all real fast as far as this contract is concerned. So um, probably my one of my biggest issues before I actually looked at the contract was 
Dak Prescott coming into the 2021 season, him coming off the, the leg injury, we don't know exactly how he's going to perform. And that I alluded to earlier, they can get off of that contract after the, in, in the 2023 season if they wanted to, if he doesn't play up to the standard. Now, 2021, his base salary is going to be $9 million. They ended up spreading out the, the signing bonus where he's going to be making – 13.2 million in 2021 and the guaranteed the guaranteed money is going to be 9 million. So in total he's going to be making uh 22 million for the 2021 season. Now when you hit 2020 2022 that's when you're going to be end up making the 33 millions and in 2023 that's when you end up hitting that big money where he ends up making making about 44 million dollars in in uh, 44 million dollars. So with that being said, uh, they have they can um, they're they're open to do some things in 2021. But me personally, going back to the whole money situation, if if it's me, I'm going to try to take as much money as I possibly can because the NFL stands for not for long. So, Gak Prescott, I'm pretty sure he knows. Like, look, I was basically I, I got injured on the franchise tag. Um, leading up to this point, he's only made like what a couple million, a total, and probably four million dollars. Yeah, in, in total. So, come on now. Like, it's his payday. You got you got to look at it from two different perspectives. Don't right? get me wrong. I'm not saying he don't deserve it. He deserve it. Give it to him. Well, but at the end of the day, I don't know if he deserves it. You could have given this to him earlier, and it wouldn't have been so much right now. You know, yeah. because you hesitated. This is like that person trying to squeeze that last bit of toothpaste up out of the tube. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Jerry was trying to do and Dak ended up winning because if not, what you're going to do? You're going to let Dak walk? And then what you're going to be left with? Andy Dalton? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you had to pull that trigger because there was nothing out there. You're not in position to draft. And I, I think that was another holdup. They probably were making phone calls to try to get in the, higher into the top 10 because we're, we're, we're number 10 right now. So they probably was looking to go a little bit higher. Probably couldn't make a move to try to grab one of these quarterbacks. And, you know, here we go. Let's go. You got to pay the man because if Dak walks, you know, Dak is coming for you. Wait, let, let me ask you Let me ask you a question, Joe. Um, one second, Vor. Um, let's say he doesn't perform in two years. So when 2020 hits, are you trading him to save that money? Or are you releasing him? What, what would you do? If he does so, basically, if he's going to be Carson Wentz in two years, is what you're saying? No shade. I'm just saying, Car- but we don't see Carson Wentz <laughs> yeah, go from. Sorry. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's I'm okay. just saying he's the only one I've seen okay. that go from. He's the only one I've seen go from. You know, this top-notch guy, and then all of a sudden he just fell off like his decision making. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. My thing is, yes, if he goes and and and, and not just that, like you know, Jared Carson, Goff too. Carson got a ring, so I ain't worried about it. Yeah, but he didn't win it. But okay, but um, <laughs> that's fine. But um, yeah, call yeah. So yes, if he does Go decline ahead. like Make that, if he does, if he does go into a decline, then you should then yes, trade him if he goes into a decline. Okay, uh, did you? Oh, shake left. Okay. Um, there you go. I think that's him. Now, my 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 question is to you: like, you really don't think that you guys could have ended up drafting a quarterback in 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 this year's draft? We could, but man, they got to sit. They got to go through a lot of other things. I mean, right now we're going through a whole new defensive coordinator. I don't understand why Dan Quinn is there, but I mean, that's he's the best at defense for himself because as far as being a head coach, we saw what happened to the Atlanta Falcons and one of our wins came off of Dan, Dan Quinn, which was bogus. So we basically got him fired and now he's hired by us. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to read you the top 10. Hey, by the way, Hold on, let me say something. I just want to bring up two points. Number one, um, look at look at uh, how um, damn it, what's his name? Todd Bowles is doing in Tampa, and look how Vance Joseph is doing in Arizona. They're both head coaches. They didn't, they failed, mm-hmm. and they get went back to being. Oh, Wade Phillips. Look at Wade Phillips. 
He, uh, he when they went back to being the defensive coordinator, they did well because that's all they have to focus on now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that team, I think, is going to be a good defensive coordinator, just like Matt Patricia will be a good defensive coordinator for New well, England again. But at the end of the day, I think anybody could be a defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the guy that we had this past season. So. Hey, don't hate on Mike Nolan. Mike hey, Nolan man. is a phenomenal Mike defensive Mike coordinator. Nolan had no idea what was happening. He's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. Not well, not for us. He wasn't. Uh, well, there must be a, a Dallas Cowboy exactly. problem. Because you know why? Because remember what I said. We have no secondary. It's always our secondary that got bombed every play. No matter how hard or fast you was running, I seen Deshaun Jackson downfield. How well, that's old the is that guy? For not- how old is Deshaun Jackson? Okay. And he's, out here, he's out here burning our defense, man. Deshaun Jackson. You know what I mean? Deshaun Jackson can't. Deshaun Jackson has always kicked our butt. Every year. Like, it, when he was in Philly his early days, he always did damage to us. Then he comes back to Philly. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's not the same anymore. And what do you know? They just throw it out there. And guess what? Dallas defense is nowhere to be found. It don't matter. Just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, the top 10 picks right now. Um, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars sitting at number one. Obviously, they're taking the quarterback. But but keep in mind, too, as well, that Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson could could take an effect on how this these top 10 picks go. But you got the Jags, the Jets, they're taking a the quarterback. The Dolphins. There's a possibility they may end up taking the quarterback. The Falcons, possible at that point. The Falcons, better. yeah, that, like it's a possibility. Like the uh, the Eagles, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. The Lions, it's a possibility. The Panthers, is a possibility. Broncos mm-hmm. is a possibility. So mm-hmm. all these teams, all these teams uh, within the top ten are all possibilities of picking a quarterback. In, in in the first round, and so, and all those all those teams you mentioned were top ten. Yeah, Jags, Jets, Dolphins, Falcons, Bengals, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Broncos. Right, and, then, and then we're number ten. So, nah. I mean, so, if every one of those guys, if, without a Russ move or a maybe a Cam Newton pickup, if New England moves on, which I think they are, you know, all these guys, you know. Yeah, everybody would. All those guys would draft a quarterback. Okay, well, let me ask you this question now. As far as Dallas Cowboys' offensive contribution since Dak's rookie year, would you say that Dak deserved this amount of money compared to other offensive players on the Dallas Cowboys? Um, I I don't think Zeke deserved his. What? Zeke went into a decline soon as he got it. Uh, we, mean, can, we can we can agree on that. We can sit up here and say it's the offensive line and all that other stuff, which I I, I talk about that a lot on why his you know his problems. But we're let's talk about the fumbling. The offensive line has nothing to do with holding on to the ball. You you know you're going to run into a bunch of traffic. You know you're a big dude. dude. Guys are coming to hit you. Guys are coming, you know, they're coming with some serious in- intentions for you because you're a big guy. So because you're a big guy, you got to be able to hold on to the ball and protect the ball. And, and last season was the most that he's ever fumbled in a year. Now, do you think, because I, I did watch quite a few Dallas Cowboys games last year. Do you think if Zeke would have probably eliminated probably a handful of those fumbles? Wait, it's starting to do that stuttering thing again. I can't really hear what you're saying. Oh, you can't hear me? It's like I hear you, but it just stutter. It's like da, 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 every time you talk. Oh. There you go. Now you're good. Okay. So if uh, how many times did Zeke, Zeke fumble? Was it like eight times, something like that? Probably. I mean, yeah, he's fumbled quite a few. Okay. In a so in a year, so, right? This year? Yeah. So there were games of the Dallas Cowboys. They were they were well in them, in them. And Zeke would just have a fumble and just put the opposing team in, in great field position for them to end up taking the lead. Now, do you think if you would eliminate a handful of those fumbles, do you think the Dallas Cowboys probably would have had a whole lot more wins on their record in the 2020 season? I mean, 
whole lot more, but possibly just because what it was one game out, one game away from the playoffs. Uh, yeah, something like that. But like, if I'm if I'm if memory serves me correct, the probably the most recent game off the top of my head that I, I'm thinking about right now was probably the one against the Washington football team on Thanksgiving, where right you and uh, anybody remember that game? Uh, everybody watched that. Yeah, Dak. I mean, without Dak and Zeke, you know, Zeke not being able to do what it, like they both complement each other. So it's like. We've seen the team. Like, have we really seen the team without Zeke? Yeah. Yes, we yes. have. 2017, no playoffs. Dak was healthy. Okay, and then we, we seen, and then we seen them without Dak. I uh, see. I don't feel like that's a fair assessment, though. No, it. it but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. They complement each other because Dak is going to be as successful as he can be if you can get the running game together. Without the running game, we just seen Ben Roethlisberger sit up there and throw 50 to 60 times a game. I don't know. I think I, I've had to I've had to disagree with you on that, bro. Because if 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 you just limit some of those turnovers that, that, that Zeke I think they had, do complement each other. You think they do complement each other? Can you hear me now? I, I think they do, yeah. I think they do complement each other. Because I, I feel hey, like... you see what happened with Tannehill has to throw more than 30 times. That's any quarterback, though. But okay. my, thing, <laughs> my, my thing is, though, there like you by you saying that they complement each other, I feel like any quarterback could be back there and Zeke would be successful. But not this Zeke that we saw this year because we saw a serious decline in Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like you give Andy, you gave Andy Dalton a lot of heat for issues that weren't his fault. Like you, we like we talk about the Dallas Cowboys as far as the offensive line, they weren't one hundred percent healthy during the course of the two thousand twenty season either. Um, the defense was bombs away, like you said, where they was what thirty second in stopping the run or bottom five in stopping the run. I don't even know what they were as far as pass defense is concerned, but. I'm pretty sure it's in the bottom half of the league as well. So, like, do we really want to want to want to make want to make that make that statement now that Dak Prescott is complimentary to Zeke? I mean, I mean, we have yes, because you put Andy Dalton back there and Ben DiNucci, and they still <laughs> didn't do nothing. I just gave you – I just told you the stat line on defense. Defense plays a big part. Right, well, it does. But, but, but the, the, offense line, the offense still has to score. The offense production, Better. the numbers was lower and everything was lower ever since Dak went out. Andy was, Dalton, who was a starting quarterback before – By the way, Zeke had six season. fumbles last year, six. So if he would have – on the opposing side of the field. So those six fumbles end up putting the opposing team in perfect field position to score. Mm-hmm. So really, how are you really going to put all that on Andy Dalton? And another thing, what was the Dallas Cowboys record before that guy hurt? I'm pretty sure it was sub 500. One and three, yes. One yeah, and three. Was, so, really, were, are we going to blame Andy Dalton, Shake? <laughs> no, I'm not putting everything all on Andy Dalton. I'm well, I was talking to Shake because I knew he was going with it, but go ahead. Oh, oh okay. I'm yeah, saying, yeah I, I could. I'm just saying that, you know, they complement each other. And, and, and not just that, them two personally, okay? It's just like the game itself. You know, we know you run the ball play good defense, you have a good chance at winning games. Well, guess what the Cowboys' problem was? They couldn't run the damn ball. And they turned and the they ball over. Play no and they couldn't play defense. You know, so... You couldn't play no defense. Like, right. <laughs> it didn't even matter who was there. Because like, before before Dak's injury, they were one and three. So, hell, and even the game they, that Dak got hurt in, I believe the Cowboys won that game. So, they were two and three. Yeah, and then, you know, so it's like... I don't count that. I know, but you know. <laughs> I do. No, 
No, yes. that gets that gets credit for the start. But who led yes, the right. Dallas Cowboys to victory because they were behind? Am I right, well, uh, Joe? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> who led them to victory? Jake? Indeed, right? No. Well, I guess no. uh, Matt Moore was, gets the, the, the credit the for the head. Arizona game. <laughs> it was the red hair. <laughs> It was the most expensive backup quarterback last season. If y'all would have had a better supporting cast around y'all, he would have he would have took you to. Oh, the let field. me tell you, man. It, it, you know, I, I believed in Andy Dalton because, like I said, he came. He was a starting quarterback, and you know, and not like he was out of the league for a few years. And whatever, and then comes back or whatever, or he came off of a of a, a, a big time injury, and he's coming to a new team. And no, there was not of nothing of that nature. He did, Cincinnati said, "Listen, we're we're going this route, whatever." Jerry Jones decided to go ahead, and I don't know why he decided decided to put that much money out there for a backup quarterback. Because if Dak would have never got hurt, then this man would have been pay, get paid all his money to sit there and get paid for what, you know. So it's like Jerry said it today during the press conference. He overpays for everything. He said that. That's what he does. So he, he, he damn sure does. He, he overpays for everything because he said somebody told him when he first bought the Dallas Cowboys, he overpaid for that. That's what they told him. So, I mean, he told the story today during the press conference of Dak's new deal. Okay, so so going going back to your your bold prediction as far as the Dallas Cowboys getting rid of Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper. I, I I I see. I agree that the Dallas Cowboys will get get rid of somebody that's high priced. Actually, multiple players. Actually, now <clears throat> now let let me listen listen to my listen to my theory here because I have uh, Kyle Vanderesh on that list. I also have Tyron. Is he Smith. a rookie? He's a rookie, though. No, no he's, he's on a rookie deal. Yeah, yeah. Rookie deal, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's on a rookie contract. That's what I said. He's a rookie contract. But you can, sa- you can save. So what you're saying is not going to really affect anything. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you, but, but, but at the same time, you're saving money because you don't have to – if you get rid of him, you don't have to pay him. Right. So you can save, I think it was like $12, 13000000 if you don't bring him back after 2021. <laughs> Right, because it's not like he was a scrub, so he's gonna want some check. Yeah, he's he's gonna want a fat check. So you can you you can it's a possibility you could kiss him goodbye. Now, Tyron Smith, your left tackle, the consistency of injuries. I, I could see the Dallas Cowboys moving on from him. You bought mm-hmm. up Amari Cooper, you have depth there, but Michael Gallup's contract is coming up pretty soon. So you're just going to have to turn around and give out another major contract if that turned out to be the case. Now, only logical player that I that I can see that you could that's that's obvious that you could possibly get rid of right now is probably Ezekiel Elliott because Tony Pollard played pretty well in split duty with Ezekiel Elliott. You know what? I agree. Wait, who did you say? I didn't hear that. Who'd you say? He said Ezekiel Elliott. Trade him. Like you got like you got the depth. You, you got the depth of the running back position. You like running backs are a diamond dozen. Me personally, I've never been a believer in giving running backs a second contract. I'm 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 a thousand percent with the the owner in the front office for any NFL team like you don't pay a running back two contracts unless that's that 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 running back that veteran running back that can get you over the hump to run you to a Super Bowl but at this point if you look at if you look at the if you look at what Dak is going to put the Dallas Cowboys in after 2021 you you really need to you need to really evaluate the roster Really take the time and evaluate the roster and and look at some of these high price players and possibly move on from these potential high price players that you could possibly end up paying a lot of money. Uh also I would like to welcome in Banks again. Happy birthday, Banks. 
Happy birthday, Banks. Everybody, Happy birthday, birthday brother. Happy everybody birthday, in the chat, hit that like button for Banks for his birthday, please. Hey, man, what's up, everybody? Uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the show without me. You do know that, right? <laughs> yeah, the carrot dog of the show. <laughs> Listen, you know hey, don't get. I'm writing your check. Don't forget that, all right? <laughs> now, that's uh, a divorce right in my chest. Nah, divorce. Divorce is the COO. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bex, you came, you came in at the perfect time. Because we're right now we're in the process of having the discussion. Who was, who was probably the most expendable Dallas Cowboy after the okay. 2021 season? Before he says anything, um, I was listening today on on Pro Football Talk that they said a team that will make the most sense will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one, they have cap room, and number two, Ezekiel Elliott will be reunited with Urban Meyer. That, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, because yeah, they went, they fell off on yeah, a bad note. That's why Zeke Play left ball. when he left. Zeke left when he left because of. Urban Meyer having a different game plan in a certain game, and Zeke did not want to deal with that because they ran him all the way. You know, they just come off the national title. They came back the next year, and so I think with this SEC championship game, they decided to just throw the ball a lot and keep him out of it or whatever, and he was upset about it. They lost, and they lost their chance of going back-to-back. So, yeah, Zeke told him he had he was gone what's up uh banks what, what was the question what was the question again uh after the 2021 season who was the most expendable dallas cowboy that would definitely be ezekiel elliott if he doesn't have a productive year this year this is how this is how important ezekiel elliott is to the dallas cowboys if Ezekiel Elliott has another season like he forgetting him this year, they're going to forget about everything that he ever did before, and he'll be out of Dallas quick. The problem is Dallas finds themselves in a very, very tight area right now, especially when you're signing that got They're pretty much pressed above against the cap right now. And what would be the most logical move for them to make? They're not going to, they're not going to take off anybody from the defense. There's no money there. There's no room eight. Ezekiel will be the only person other than what? What's the guy named Amari Cooper? Yeah. I thought it's Zeke or Amari Cooper. <laughs> and one thing, um, uh, one thing. Because Dak is set. Mm-hmm. One thing Joe told me um, uh, last year a lot was, was that uh, uh, Cooper didn't put, uh, he said he, he seen Cooper take off plays here and there. He didn't really. Uh, uh, play every down like most wide receivers. Right, that's a that's a good point. I want to because he's soft. My night is actually. Yeah, my, that my sucks for him. Be, yeah, my night is actually going to be really short. So I'm gonna just say this to be uh, because you know, of course, it's my birthday, so I'm stepping out for a little bit. But I want to also welcome the two guests that we have into the show. This is my first time meeting you. I think Joe's uh one of uh. I can't hear. Him. What you say? Can you hear me? You're kind yeah, of breaking yeah. up. Break, breaking up. Hold on. Can y'all, oh. can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm in my car driving right now. I'm actually headed somewhere for my for my birthday. Uh, but listen, this is my. My very first time speaking to uh, Joe. I think this, this is Shake's friend, right? His best friend. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my okay. brother actually. Yeah, I yeah. Say. My... All right, perfect. Yeah, I understand. I, I told you to get how they go. I just want to welcome like, y'all guys. Um, like your homeboy and brother's keeper. Guys. Like, you know, your brother, homeboy, your boy and um, brother's keeper. Yo, absolutely. You talking about my other show, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just want to welcome you two guys. Thank you guys for coming by the show. I think this is uh, Joe's, what, second time on the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Yeah, the only problem I got with George is the fact that he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. But other than that, I love the fact that he, he, he supports Dak Prescott. And our other uh, our other guests on the show, man, thank you for coming by, man. I appreciate you guys coming by and helping out with the show. No problem. No problem. Yeah. I'm a I'm a bounce out boys because I'm in my car and I don't want to mess the, I don't want to mess the stream up. But uh I'll talk to y'all boys a little bit later, man. It's nice being y'all I'll check in on uh on Saturday. All right, do your thing, man. Uh, all right, brother. Again, Appreciate happy birthday to Banks. Yeah. Happy birthday again. Yeah. Thank y'all, man. Y'all boys take it easy. Enjoy the stream, bro. Thank y'all. Hey Devar, hold it down, Thank bro. You, Absolutely. All right. So back to you, Joe. Sorry about that, folks. We were experiencing some technical difficulties. I'll be sure to clean that up uh, by Saturday. But going back to what we was discussing earlier, Joe, as far as we just we just discussed about possible exiles from the Dallas Cowboys within the near future due to the Dak Prescott contract extension. Just real fast, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. I know I bought up Kyle Vanderesh too as well. Tyron Smith. Uh any of the any of those guys you swan that way? To get rid of? Yes. Amari Cooper. And right. um, you know, I agree with the Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's the yeah, the most valuable, I guess. You know, and it's just hard to shop him, like Ant said earlier. You know, Jacksonville has that money for him, but I, I, you know, I don't really see him going there if that was if there was a move made because of his whole thing with Urban Meyer. I mean, well, we never know. Maybe they don't put that under the bridge or something. You know. Hey, they got a back already in Jacksonville. That's to be honest with yes. you, way more versatile. <laughs> And has has a has a ceiling, like that dude is a beast. Uh, James Robinson, that dude is, and, na- is nasty. And another thing, I don't know if any of you saw it, but I saw something where Urban Meyer said that they were going to really use him in their in their offense. So they they're going to stick with that, you know. And you know, because um, because I think because of his versatility, like you said. Yes, his, him being a receiver out the backfield. I think he caught like well, rushed for over a thousand, and he caught for like over five hundred yards. So that dude is a beast. Mm-hmm. I just uh, don't see right. Zeke in that offense, especially with that versatility with James Robinson. What were you saying, Shake? Uh, really, do I agree with Skip Bayless? But um, I think one of the things that Cowboys need to do next year is give Marcus uh, pa- Pollard. That's a, a little more, a few more touches because Tony he, he, Pollard. He, 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 yeah, he knows how to. He can ball, man. That guy's a a speed back. Yeah, but that's all. That's what he is. Because I mean, he hits the hole faster because he's faster. And you know, with Zeke being such a bigger guy, and you know, like I said earlier in the beginning, Zeke is so much of a of a of such a big dude. You know, like I said, guys are coming to hit him. You know, with Pollard, they're not coming to really bring that wood to him like that. At least not yet, because he's not that much of a threat. At least, at least to a lot of defenses' eyes. But when you talk about Ezekiel Elliott, because of his size and his ability to run the ball, you know, you have to come at him differently. You know, it's like how the NBA treats LeBron James when he goes to the basket. They hacking him, they hitting him, they putting bodies in front of him. They're doing that purposely because they know what he's capable of doing. Agreed. Uh, go ahead. Good comparison. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, final thoughts before we end up closing. Oh, my fault. One more thing. Um, before you go, Joe, as far as the NFC is concerned, next year it's it's going to be a power struggle. We already know Philly's not going to be into it. So, me personally, I think honestly, it's going to be a three-man race between the Cowboys, the Washington Football Team, and the Giants. But go ahead and rank the NFC East. If you're if just looking at it on paper right now, who comes first, second, third, and fourth? Um, hey man, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys first. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go with. Uh, of course. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go. Listen, only because we have the best quarterback right now. Today, right now, we have the best quarterback in the division. Right now, I mean, Philly. They they don't have a quarterback yet. Um, Daniel Jones. We we just got a year under him, and um, Washington has Heineke. Heineke? You know, so um, they might get Cam guys, Newton. Those guys, yeah, but until that happens, until moves are made, we're talking about as of right now. You know, so as of right now, I'm gonna say the Cowboys, Washington, the Giants, then Philly. Now it can change just because of we don't know what Philly's gonna do, you know, and we don't know. I mean, Washington can still – I could still put probably Washington above Dallas depending on what moves they make. Because that – that did you guys see their defensive line? <laughs> you got Jonathan Allen. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Montez right. Sweat. All four. Chase Young. All four. All four. Just and they're on pain. A problem. So – And their defensive coach, too. Defensive head coach. Think about that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just gonna say I'm, I'm just gonna say that you and I expect to be at the bottom. There's no way in hell with that, with that defense that the Cowboys are gonna win a division. It's the it's the Giants and the Washington Football Team. They're gonna fight for the division. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will let you have that one. <laughs> until until you know, like I said. Until the changes are made, until we see from here until the fall comes around, we will know. I mean, it may be a different outcome on how I see things. Um, you know, Dak is a major factor for our team. Um, Daniel Jones, he's not really that much of a factor to their team because they basically could ride on Saquon Barkley. But we still have yet to see how he's going to look when he returns from his injury. So let's see how that plays out. And who are the receivers mm. over there in New York anyway? I mean, Slayton and Shepherd. Pettis and Shepherd. Pettis, Pettis. Oh, starting Shepherd. No, they got a Shepherd. There's a Shepherd. There's a there's a there's a Shepherd German there. Shepherd. Yeah. So they have. A lot of potential stuff. I mean, I think their best. I mean, Saquon's a beast. We know that for. And don't forget, y'all was in the bottom half as far as stopping the run. So Saquon might have a record day against y'all if y'all defense stays the same. Well, you know, like Ant said earlier, you know, all these former head coaches are better at their coordinator spots than they are with their head coaching jobs. So I have to see what this. Dan Quinn guy is gonna do for us because I mean we went from all type of coordinators before you know and um yeah just so shake knows no Mike Nolan like was the coach. problem huh I think it was the person I don't think coaching was a problem I think it was the personnel it's the personnel for the for the Cowboys like you said earlier Joe the secondary they don't draft in the secondary well so it's gonna be tough for them plus they don't stop the run they they just got the terrible defense, man. We'll, well see what Dan Quinn can do, though. We'll they see what they do. they just didn't stop the run last season, though. You know they've been okay up front. They just can't defend nothing over like 10, 15 years. They can't defend nothing in the air. I mean, when Bill Parcells was there, I watched, and you know we brought up Terrence Newman earlier. I watched Santana Moss, <laughs> a hometown guy from Miami, Tennessee, <laughs> and burn him. So, <laughs> Twice, twice. <laughs> Bill Parcells was un. Bill Parcells had an undefeated record when being up by fourteen points at halftime. I mean, in the third, entering the fourth quarter. I mean, entering the fourth quarter, he had an undefeated record until that night. <laughs> until that night, they were up by fourteen in fourth quarter. Santana Moss, just run, just go down there and run down. Just run. Terrence Newman can't do nothing, and guess what? He didn't do nothing. Then we didn't do nothing with the ball. Washington gets the ball back on offense. Guess what? They ran the same play again. <laughs> and it worked. 
So, yeah, I remember that game. Eric Newman. Yeah, whatever. Mm-mm. So, yeah, we don't draft well in, 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 as far when it comes down to second. Roy day. Williams, all those dudes. Yeah. Roy Williams. Oh, man. Aunt, Aunt, Aunt knows how much I hated Roy Williams. Yeah. I mean, every year. Which every one, the receiver or the or the safety? You hated the both. Safety. I hated the safety more than the, the the than the receiver. The receiver, he he wasn't there long safety. enough for me to hate him, you know. But the 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 safety, oh, he was good there, you know. He was long enough. Mm-mm. He was too long. <laughs> a, a pass defense liability just in there to just to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, any any offense that needs some yards, go against the Cowboys defense. <laughs> you're having a bad day play the cowboy you'll be all right you'll get like a good hundred and some yards but it don't matter you know third string receivers all y'all could get it you know <laughs> all right fellas final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out man not much i just want to give another shout out to banks happy birthday and uh thanks for coming on once again joe and uh appreciate uh you coming through, and hopefully we'll have you on before, uh, every time the Cowboys play the Eagles. Hey, just let me know. Yeah, I think that would be lovely. Yeah, yeah just let me know. And, and anybody that anybody that's a fan that's not a fan of the Cowboys, you know, I'm gonna give you the luxury of teasing me if you have to. But if we win, I'm bringing it back to you. Just so. <laughs> Everybody knows. So whoever your team is, it doesn't have to be the Eagles. It could be anybody. You know, I know we suck, but as much as you suck, we're, we're worse. So hey, I'm with you. I'm going to be honest about my team. I, I hear a lot of people say they hate Cowboy fans because Cowboy fans are delusional. I'm telling you now, I'm not that delu- delusional fan. I'm not that guy that went that you know we we'll get see. one person and then all of a sudden we're going to the Super Bowl or we beat a top team like a, like I don't know Kansas City and that's probably the only game we win of the year and whatever you know I'm not that person that be like oh yeah we're gonna we we four and um four and six we have a chance still nah nah we four mm-hmm. and six you might want to start thinking about next year. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, G Money, you from Miami, right? G Money, you from Miami, right? Yeah, from Miami. Yeah, and yeah. Joe from my, and we already know me and Joe. We from Carroll City, so I'm here to tell you the most delusional fan base is the U, the University of Miami fans. They're the only fans that will beat Fam U by 14 and say the U is back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Uh, I, I say we're not worse than Florida State. Oh, uh, I think. Oh, oh, we we're gonna have fun this football season. Hell yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have fun. So he's a UM fan, huh? UM, UM fan, yeah, deep money yeah, for the most part. Yeah, Wait, no, that don't that don't sound confident enough. Who you like? <laughs> I actually grew up like in Florida when I was a kid, but you know, because I'm from Miami, I go for anything Miami. Even not so much the Dolphins so much, but you know, I just root for them because they're Miami. But I'm not like a, a, I'm not like the biggest UM fan ever. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Oh, that that I would say that'd be interesting because I'm a Gator. Joe's a FSU fan, and you are a you a you. We got two. Uh, uh, that'd be cool if you're a Gator fan because we'll have two Gator fans and two FSU fans because Banks and um. Havoc or FSU fans. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, fellas. Um, <clears throat> again, I did want to apologize for the technical difficulties that we did have earlier. Uh, we will be back Saturday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we still got to finish out our NFL free agency previews. Uh, Saturday is going to be two divisions. Uh, we haven't exactly decided on which division that's going to be, but it's definitely going to be in the AFC considering how we only got the last four divisions to go. But uh, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe button. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. 
This is the Not For Debate. We up out of here, man. Peace. Peace. Yo.